Hi guys, it is Jen Fresher's music team manager here recording our first hub show in a couple of weeks. Um, sorry for the absence, we've both been really busy um, and I'm just here on my own this week actually. Again, um, me and Tom are both super busy this semester so it's kind of hard to find times for us to both record. So it's just me, but thankfully you don't need to put up my, with my antics like you did last time with the 2000s emo and the um, Taylor Swift debate because Michael, our incredible head of production and fellow member of the music team, has done a specialist hour on K-pop music for us this week, which is super exciting. Um, Michael is like totally the music team's resident K-pop expert. Um, I knew really nothing about K-pop other than like the massive, the massive names in that scene before Michael started bringing K-pop to the music team. So uh, hopefully everyone learns um, as much um, about K-pop as I have the past like year and um, being the music team manager with Kim Michael bringing these K-pop tracks. Um, and we also did a game where um, we played Michael songs by the K-pop band Twice, who are one of his favorites. Um, I picked random ones from their Spotify and played them for Michael and he guessed them and it was insane. He got them all within like 10 seconds. I don't think he got a single one wrong. Um, I was unbelievably impressed. I genuinely don't think I can do that with like any artists, um, even my favorites. So definitely stay tuned for that to learn a little bit about K-pop and also just to see his insane ear for Twice songs. Um, but we also obviously have the top 10 this week as always. And it's a really, really solid top 10 this week. Our top 10s this semester have been like honestly next to none um, and this one in particular we all really really enjoyed. We got to the end of the meeting we were like that is a really solid top 10 so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, starting us off at number 10 is um, a brand new track by the incredible R&B sister duo Chloe and Halle. Um, this is one of the two tracks of the deluxe version of their incredible second album Ungodly Hour. So this is the Chrome edition as they're calling it um, which was released on the 26th of February this year. For anyone who doesn't know, um, Chloe and Halle, they are, as I said, they are sisters, they're an R&B duo, um, and they're Beyonce's prodigies. She like mentors them and they're signed to her label. Um, they have incredible voices and harmonies with each other. They do really great live performances um, and they made huge waves last year in the music scene. Um, their song Do It from Angola was a massive song and also huge on TikTok. Um, and they're nominated for three Grammys for that album. So yeah, um, they, are, they are incredible and everything they release is a banger. This one is absolutely no exception. Um, and I personally am really excited to see what they do next. So this was a really nice sort of surprise, not really a surprise, but it was a surprise for me because I guess I didn't really keep up um, hugely with them, but this was really nice to see these two tracks. Um, the other song on the deluxe edition of the album is also a banger, it's called 8020. But this one at number 10 is um, Chloe and Halle with Hazy.
I was having that same old dream again The one they finally took my hat and went Cause all I hear is I love you so much But it starts to mean nothing when my heart is shut from you My heart is shut from you I wrote down the soundtrack of giving up And the songs go like this on my greatest hits uh -huh. Oh, it's love, yeah 2016, so good morning, can you fix me? My tiny little world is in your hands So shake it like a snow globe, not from my plans Cause all I hear is I love you so much But it starts to mean nothing when my heart is shut from you My heart is shut from you My tiny little world is in your hands So shake it like a snow globe, not from my plans For God Water Parks with Snow Globe there. That was our number nine this week. And um, before that, at number 10, we had Hazy by Chloe and Halley. Um, Water Parks are a trio from Texas um, and the States who apparently really like to switch up their sound. Um, you, I think you can really hear on that track, they have quite a lot of different sort of genres and influences sort of mixing in there. Um, they class themselves as a rock band, but they take a lot of influence from pop and hip hop acts. And um, I think they actually used to be also be on a hip hop uh, oriented music label, which I think is really interesting that they sort of were on you know a label so known for one sound and they kind of take their like rock and pop influence as well um 
but yeah, they have a, um, their Wikipedia page is really interesting. They have like a, a lot of acts that they list as influences and a lot of genres that they like to pull from um, throughout like sort of their discography. Um, that is the newest single off of their upcoming album called Greatest Hits, which isn't actually a Greatest Hits album. Um, they're doing the releases in alphabetical order. Natalia and our music team who brought that track uh, this week was telling us. So for some reason they started at letter D. I'm not sure why. So this is their fourth album um, and it is obviously the letter G. So that's why it's called Greatest Hits, despite the fact that it's not being a great, that it's not a Greatest Hits album yeah so that album was coming out on the 21st of may and um, but that track the lead single off of the album was released on the 26th of february and that was our number nine this week and number eight is a track that i'm about to butcher the name of unfortunately i don't have tom here who can actually speak spanish um to tell me how to properly pronounce it so i'm gonna have to give it a go but i think it's called partem la cara and it's by an artist called c tangana or tangana and ed maverick um it is off a brand new album called ed El Madrileño, um, which was released on the 26th of February by C. Tanjana. Um, he is a huge artist and producer from Madrid who has like sort of also really broken like world music markets um, and has collabed with artists such as Becky G and I think has had um, you know some hits sort of in I guess like European and sort of more uh, English-speaking countries. Um, He's also a member of a rap group called Agorazine or Agorazine, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> he was named one of the most influential people and creative artists in Spain in 2020 by Forbes. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting. He has also apparently broken quite a lot of streaming records with like some re recent releases in Spain. He's a really big artist. So yeah, um, this new album, I think, has sort of taken a little bit of different sounds for him and um, some more sort of different influences than his usual stuff. So, yeah, um, that was the released on this is released on the 26th of February. And this is our number eight this week. This is Part in La Cara by C. Tanjana and Ed Maverick. Mejor dame otra cala, o la cara. Miénteme y dime que me quieres, que todo está bien, que no ha cambiado nada. Duermo con el cadenón bien puesto porque pienso en las noches que soñé su beso y porque el resto de cosas que importan se fueron contigo. Me he cansado del primer puesto. Ya no quiero ser mejor que el resto porque todas las cosas que importan se fueron contigo. No me digas nada Ya no quiero más palabras Acuérdate bien de que me tienes Cuando quieras ven Acá no pasó nada Mejor dame otra calada O párteme la cara O miénteme y dime que me quieres Que todo está bien Que no ha cambiado nada por las noches y lloro en las mañanas y escribo cosas buenas de algunas chicas malas sobre todo cuando ya se han marchado Puchis en el closet de mil en una noche la vida que querías los lambos y los porches y todo para que al final te hayas marchado No me digas 
pocas palabras Acuérdate bien de que me tienes Cuando quieras ven Acá no pasó nada Mejor dame otra cala Compárteme la cara Miénteme y dime que me quieres Que todo está bien Que no ha cambiado Danielle Harrell with Take My Heart Away There and before that we had C Tandana and Ed Maverick with Partem La Cara. Um, Danielle Harrell that there, that track was our number 
seven this week. Um, Daniel Harrell, for those of you who don't know, is a British producer and composer. Um, and he's one of the founding members of the PC Music label, which have had such obviously a huge impact on the sort of pop music scene in the past couple of years with the um, hyper pop sound. Um, he has worked with Charlie XCX, Caroline Polachek, Rina Sawayama, and other like names in that scene, and also really huge names like Niall Rogers and Ed Sheeran. Um, this song is off of his newest album, Horrorcore, which I think is such a funny name. Um, it's actually his debut solo album. He has released music before as part of um, like collectives or other other groups. Um, and obviously, as I said, he's collabed with a lot of people, but this is his first like proper album as himself. Um, it's a really interesting album to read about. Um, it's like a high concept rave album. That's how he describes it. Um, and it takes place in a virtual multi-room club. And he has four different pseudonyms throughout the album to represent like these four different DJs, but they are of course all him. So that song there was by his pseudonym, DJ Danny. Um, so yeah, um, I think that's such an interesting concept for an album. Um, and I think such a creative and fun thing to do, especially at a time like this when clubs are shot. Um, the album features loads of artists like Neo, Elle Devine, uh, Hannah Diamond and Caroline Polachek, among loads of others. So yeah, that album was released on the 26th of February and that was our number seven this week. Um, at number six, we have a track by Gilberto Gill, um, released on the 22nd of February. Um, he was, a, he, and he still is, but he was a really leading artist in the Brazilian Tropicalia music movement in the late 60s. Um, he's a music, he's a multi-instrumentalist and he takes native sort of Brazilian music, music styles and genres and mixes them with um, rock and folk to create like this sort of, I guess, kind of unique sound. Um, he's won a lot of Grammys. Um, he's a hugely celebrated and successful songwriter. Um, and interestingly enough, he was also previously Brazil's Minister for Culture and the Government. Um, he's also an environmentalist um, and like a political activist in that sense. And Tom, who brought this song this week and uh, can speak um, Spanish and Portuguese, said that this song is about um, reforestation. So that, I guess, fits nicely in with like sort of the stuff that he advocates for. So yeah, this is our number six track this week. This is Refloresta. Quase todo ouro verde 
coração não destrói Bilhões de espécies, plantas e animais Zumbidos, berros, latidos, tudo mais Uivos, murmúrios, lamentos ancestrais Por que não deixamos nosso mundo em paz? Manter em pé o que resta não basta Que alguém virá derrubar o que resta O jeito é convencer quem devasta A respeitar a floresta Manter em pé o que resta não basta Já quase todo o verde se foi Agora é hora de ser refloresta Que o coração não destrói Que o coração não destrói Respeitar a floresta Respeitar a floresta Respeitar a floresta Que o coração não destrói Respeitar a floresta Replantar a floresta Que o coração não destrói Que o coração não destrói
Nanny with Pure Frustration Mystery Season Remix there at number five this week. And before that, we had Gilberto Gill with Refloresta. Um, Nanny, for anyone who doesn't know, is our incredible head of audio imaging here at Fresh Air. Um, and that song is off of her newest EP, which is remixes of three of the songs from her last EP, Pure Frustration, um, which came out last year, which we absolutely adored. Um, I think we actually had two of the songs from that EP in one of our top tens the week that that came out. Um, and that's not even nepotism because <laughs> a lot of the people in the music team don't know Nanny um, and didn't know that she was one of us while we were listening to the track. So they are genuinely just really, really loved by Fresh Air and the music team. Um, Nanny is absolutely incredible. Every single song that she releases, I love. I was so obsessed with Pure Frustration um, when it came out and I still think it's fantastic. Um, so it's really nice to sort of see these reimagined versions and um, sort of be reintroduced to some of the tracks on that EP. So yeah, that came out um, last week, um, her the Remix EP. Um, and the original EP has actually just been reviewed in Loaf Magazine as well, which is like a sort of Edinburgh um, cultural like, online magazine. So yeah, go check that review out. Um, they review her stuff. So yeah, um, it was really nice to see that Nanny got to number five this week with an absolute banger um, and definitely go check out the original of that song if you hadn't if you haven't heard it as well so yeah um coming in at number four now is a song by vonda seven and danny golliger or golliger and um, the song is called natural curiosity and um, vonda seven is a polish-born artist who but um, has sort of lived in lots of different places over her life and has taken influence from like different styles and scenes that she explored in those places that she lived which i think is really interesting um for example, she lived in the UK for a bit and she sort of found like garage music um, and she lived in Amsterdam for a bit and um, I found disco music there. And she's also lived in like places like Berlin um, and as I say, she was born in Poland. Um, she grew up listening to R&B and hip hop music, but then like later on in her life found like techno and house. Um, and as I say, like the style that she makes has like a massive range of influences from like all these different styles that she's explored and loved um, throughout her life, which I think is really nice. She also has her own label, which was founded in 2018. Um, and this song is the her first release of the year. It came out on the 26th of February. And as I said, it features Danny Goliger or Danny Goliger, um, who is an LA based producer and audio engineer. Um, I think he has some of his own stuff out as well. Um, I can't really find much about him, but he has like a band camp too. So yeah, um, this is a banger. So yeah, this is our number four this week. This is Natural Curiosity by Vonda7.
At number three there, Julian Baker with Heatwave. And before that, at number four, we had Natural Curiosity by Vonda Seven. Um, Julian Baker, that is her fourth single off of um, Little Oblivions, which is out now. It was, it just came out when we rated these songs. Um, we have featured, I think, literally all four of the singles from that album in our top ten. So um, this new sound of hers is really, really loved by Fresh Air. Um, for anyone who maybe doesn't listen to Julian, this is her third album, Little Oblivions, as I say. Um, it came out, I think, on the 26th of February. Um, as is like pretty much every song this this week, they all came on the 26th of February. That must have been a good day for music. Um, yeah, um, so for anyone who doesn't really listen to Julian, this is her third album, as I was saying, and it's her first that's got like a more of a full band sound. She usually goes for quite an intimate sort of piano or guitar type, um, really like acoustic sort of lo-fi sound. Um, and I really like the direction that she's taken. Um, I think she, I think she performed the instruments all on the album herself. I think it was like her first attempt at drumming and stuff like that, um, which I think is really really nice. Um, this song has sort of like a really catchy little like riff melody like that, that starts in the intro and then sort of continues throughout the song but um, it has really sort of deep, really uh, incredible lyrics and as like she always does in my opinion. I think she's a great songwriter and this album really shows it off. Um, she deals with really interesting issues um, and really important issues like self-conflict is something that she deals with a lot. Um, she and also addiction, things like, um, yeah, like self-conflict with things like her faith and her sexuality, um, which some would maybe see as at odds. Um, and I think she deals with them really interestingly. She has a, quite a lot of Bible references throughout her music, especially on this song as well. Um, and yeah, I just really like the way that she writes music. So yeah, that is our third track this week. Um, I could talk about Julian forever, but since we have featured her four times before this year on The Hob Show, I will, I will not, I will not um, bore everyone with that. So that is all of the top 10 tracks that we are playing right now. Um, coming up now is Michael, our production head of production, his K-pop specialist music hour, um, featuring a little interlude with a game um, with me, where he guesses twice songs like I was talking about at the start of the show. So yeah, I hope everyone really enjoys this and learns a little bit about K-pop. Um, I am really, really excited to hear it as well. So yeah, um, I will be back after for the number two and the number one tracks this week. So please stay tuned for that. And yeah, this is I'll pass on to Michael so everyone enjoy. From George Square to King's Buildings, from Pottero to Pleasance, this is Fresh Air. Hey everyone, I'm Michael on Fresh Air, and I'm here to take over the Music Team Hub Show for the next wee while to talk about K-pop music as the Music Team's resident K-pop specialist. Um, throughout the show, I'll be going over um, my three favorite groups the ones that i love the most really you're talking about my experience in getting into the genre and you know what i like about it so much so before we get started i've got some ijo one for you and this is panorama
So that was Hydra One with Panorama. I don't know about you, but just listen to that song by itself. It just feels like a full workout. Their music is so, so intense. Um, unfortunately, that might very well be uh, one of IG ones last like title tracks because they are disbanding next month. I don't see them releasing any music in between then. So that's very unfortunate. And they've only been around since 2018 as well. So it's very short-lived compared to most uh, girl groups. So if you did enjoy that, I would recommend Fiesta. It sounds very, very similar to that kind of that kind of energy. So my story with K-pop has been going on for about almost a year now. Um, I kind of really only started getting into it properly around about July, August. Um, and since then, it's been a, almost the only kind of music that I've really wanted to listen to. I would say K-pop at the moment probably takes like 90% of what I listen to. And within that 90%, 80% of it is just twice. And even that's possibly being quite conservative. But uh, funny enough, twice were actually not my first K-pop love. And uh, that has to go to Blackpink, actually. Who I had heard of before um, last year, which is probably why they were the first ones that I got into. So... They came out with Kill This Love in 2019, and I think that was the first time I really took any notice of them. So I liked that one song, I didn't actually listen to the rest of the EP that came out with it. And I thought it was alright, it wasn't my favourite thing, but like a lot of people were speaking about it and like seemed to be hyping up Blackpink, so I was like, yeah, this is alright, but, um, you know, maybe K-pop isn't for me at that point. And I guess I also really liked their other song that they did with Dua Lipa, Kiss and Makeup. I still think that's one of both of those artists, one of their best songs. So I had Killed This Love in the back of my head as like a song that I kind of liked by them. And then they came out with Sour Candy with Lady Gaga. I think that was a turning point. It came out as a single like the day before Chromatica came out. So I had like a whole day where that was like the only song that I really wanted to listen to at the time because I was so excited for that album. And like the crossover between those two I was also pretty excited about as well. And it helped that the song was really good. It was easily the best song on Chromatica in my opinion. And I just loved it so, so much. And then like over the months, like um, they came out with their own new single, which was How You Like That sometime in June, which again, was a lot of hype around to listen to it. And again, with Coldest Love, I was like, this is decent, but it's not like... It's not like, you know, like jumping up was like my favourite. It's not like shouting instantly to me like this is something that I really, really love. But like, I still kept listening to it just because people were speaking about it all the time. And then eventually decided, well, I'll just go and listen to some of their other stuff. I'll like find out more about them and see like why everyone's like raving about them so much. So the first song that really, really clicked with me and I thought like, now this is like cool. This is something that I can really get behind was actually their debut single, uh, Boom Baya, which I'm going to play in a moment, but I just really, really love this, I think. It's kind of like, even though it came out in 2016, it really has that like 2011, 2012 EDM kind of vibe that I'm quite partial to. So Boom Baya was another big factor in me properly getting into Blackpink, but I think also just like watching some interviews and stuff and seeing what the members were actually like, I was quite surprised that like, I had sort of like 
assumptions based on like the personas that they put on in the music videos but they're really not kind of that serious and like like at all really they're all kind of just like quite silly so i think seeing that also like opened me up to them as well so throughout the show i'm going to be playing a title track from each group and also one of my favorite b-sides from them so coming up for you right now is our title track boombaya which is i wouldn't say it's my favorite but it's definitely the one that had like the biggest initial impact on me and i'm also going to play sour candy with lady gaga because it is probably my favorite blackpink song of all time actually so without further ado let's get this party started Blackpink in your area Blackpink in your area Ain't a bad girl, I know I am And I'm so hot, I need a fan I don't want a boy, I need a man Click, clack, bada bing, bada boom When the box try me more than I, bada boom Could you ask her, no the gun at all When the numbers are the cold, pick up, bang, bang, bang Bang, bang, bada, bada, bang, bang, bang Jigum nar, be a chook, better, jan, jan, jan Hands up, nest on the bottom full of honey
That was Boombaya and Sour Candy from Blackpink and Lady Gaga on that last one. Um, I actually got, uh, I don't want to say I got tickets to see their live concert because really I just was granted access to watch a Twitch stream basically at 5 o'clock in the morning. But the Sour Candy performance at their live concert at the end of January was definitely the highlight of that show. So my relationship with Blackpink is kind of complicated um, if you were to put it like that. Because as much as I like them, I feel like I'm just always disappointed a lot of the time by them. Third, I think the members themselves are all very, very talented and have really, really unique and very like strong singing voices. But the production around like the songs that they're given, it just really just uh, it's not good enough for them. I don't think. I mean, I don't want to say like it sounds too mainstream, but for for my hipster brain, even though I love pop, I still have quite a hipster brain. It just sounds too too mainstream for me, like, a lot of the time anyway. So I think the best example is actually the song Playing With Fire, where I just, there's moments in, like, the pre-chorus and chorus that, like, I think are really, really catchy and really nice, but, like, the instruments and just, like, the everything else around, like, the vocals, it just makes me cringe and just like <laughs> this is like 
I can't believe I'm listening to this because it sounds so just like so mainstream. Ugh. Like that's really the only way I can describe it. Like I'm sure if I brought it to the music team or if I played it right now, you would all just like laugh at it. So I'm not going to do that because I want to at least pretend for a while longer that I have a respectable and serious music taste. But even outside of that, like their album, so they debuted in 2016 and they didn't have a full album release until last year. And for reference, on this full album, there were only eight tracks and about, I think only two of them were longer than three minutes. So it's, to me, that doesn't scream full album, especially considering Luna came out with an EP like that same month that also had eight tracks. So I feel like they're really, they get away with doing as little work as possible. And that's all mainly on like the, the company and team behind them, I think, than the actual members, which is a shame because I think they could do a lot more. And, you know, I guess speaking about the members, I should say Blackpink is composed of Jisoo, Jenny, Rose, and Lisa. And Rose actually has a solo EP that will be out today on the day that this goes out live. So if you did like any of those songs, check it out. I think Rose definitely has one of the best voices, if not the best voice in Blackpink at the moment. So at the moment I've recorded, I haven't heard it yet. I heard one of the songs at the live concert and I liked it again, but I didn't love it. So yeah, my relationship with Blackpink is very strange at the moment. So as much as I do love them, they do disappoint me frequently, but that doesn't not going to stop me from paying money for their goods. But moving on, I guess, the next big, big, the, the biggest group that I love easily is Twice. I could go on with them forever. I love them so much. So before I even get started gushing, I'm just going to play the song that got me into Twice, and this is Fancy. Fancy you, fancy you, fancy you. Fancy you. 
so that to me is about as perfect a pop song as you're ever going to get. And it's interesting because there was a time when, um, around about the end of, near the end of July, when Blackpink was the only K-pop group that I was listening to. And I was thinking like, well, I mean, I guess I like Blackpink now, but that doesn't mean I have to like any other K-pop groups. No, this is one and done for me. But I was looking through like the replies of just like some random tweets and one of the one of the stands had posted the fancy music video just like as a reply and it really caught my eye because it's got a really cool music video and i listened to it and that was just like me hooked like there was just no getting away from k-pop at that point it was like swimming up a waterfall so from then on i took a very strange approach to going through twice's discography and kind of just i didn't really go in any logical order i was kind of just like which like albums had i kind of heard of it before I usually went to those first and then kind of go in like a strange order of like which ones am I seeing like the most in like comments and videos and stuff and then finding those. And it's taken me a long time to get through all their music. They have they have nine EPs or like mini albums and they've got two um two full length albums. And then they've also got two full length Japanese albums. And overall, I think it's like over 120 songs. So I took my time getting through all of it. So I can officially say now, um, as of Wednesday night, I've listened to every single Twice song. And I'm just overall shocked at like how consistent the quality is between them. Like, obviously not all of them are like amazing, like the best pop music that you've ever heard. But the quality over 120 songs is like astounding to me. And not just in that, like the, I guess a big thing about getting into K-pop that was different from other types of music that I like is the dance aspect, which was never really something I'd thought about before or really cared about. But I think it does add a lot like to the experience of listening to the song. If you can like, so like picture or like visualize a kind of like music video to go along with it that has sort of like this like choreography to it. Like I definitely didn't appreciate dance that much uh, before getting into K-pop, but I do now. And some of the Twice ones are definitely my favorites, especially Fancy is a classic, Feel Special, obviously. Um, even Yes or Yes, I really, really like the intro to that one as well. But more than just like their title tracks, they've obviously a much bigger proportion of their music is just their B-sides compared to like their title tracks, which I feel maybe kind of get overshadowed sometimes. So I've prepared a game with Jen where she's going to play the openings to some B-sides and I'm going to try and guess which ones they are just off the first couple seconds. And I'm not sure how it's going to go yet, but I have a feeling I'm going to get most of them because I'm pretty clued up on twice nowadays. Um, For a long, between like August and December, I think it twice comprise like 98% of everything I was listening to with maybe some like Hannah Diamond and Charlie XCX thrown in there just to make myself feel like I wasn't so deep in the K-pop hole without further ado let's see how I get on in this game okay guys so I'm Jen I am here with Michael and we are about to test his knowledge of twice songs so twice are a K-pop band um and one that Michael has frequently brought to the music team for the past like year or so. Um, I literally know like nothing about K-pop music, so I will probably be hearing most of these for the first time. I have taken a random selection of uh, Twice songs from Spotify, and I'm going to play the first, say, like 
I guess maybe say like 10 to 30 seconds, depending on how quickly you can get them, Michael. Um, and Michael will try and guess which song it is. So yeah, without further ado, uh, this is the first Twice song that I have, first mystery Twice song, and we will see if Michael knows what it is. Uh, oh, this is Oxygen. I think. Correct. <laughs> Wow, this is. I mean, I don't. I don't know how popular any of these are. So I mean, maybe that's like a. Um, it, that was on more and more, which was like one of their more recent albums. I see. I see. Okay. Right. Well, one for one so far. So let me skip that. That was within. I wonder if it'll tell me how how many seconds that was. I think that was in like two seconds. I mean, when you said maybe like the first ten to thirty seconds, like that's way too much. <laughs> Like, oh my god, okay. Right. Actual expert here, okay. Next next up, we have another, obviously another Twice song. Let's see if you can get this one. I, I was going to say quicker than last time, but I would be very impressed if you get anything as quick as that. Oh, this is Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is ridiculous. I don't know any artist discography as much as this. I, no, I think I could do this with a few different people. Really? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I think. I, I mean, I would say Blackpink, but they only have like twenty songs anyway. Oh, maybe that's a, that's one for next for like next time. Any we? I could do, do Marina. I think. Really, I could do Electro Heart. That's it. <laughs> I could do any of her new stuff. Um. Okay. Next one. I think this. Mm, oh no, I won't give anything away. I was gonna, mm, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just gonna play it. I'm just gonna play it. Happy, happy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> See, because that's this one of the really Japanese ones. So those. Is that each one? Bit, no, it's one of their Japanese songs. So those take a bit oh. more time. Oh my god, I can't believe, wow, that's, sorry, that's quite impressive, the fact that you know, like, <laughs> the different languages. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's because that was, like, one of the, like, main singles that they had, so. That is delving deep, okay. Next one. I literally, these are all within, like, 10 seconds. I take it back when I said 10 to 30. If it was me, I would need, like, 30 seconds, but, okay. Next one. Oh, Ponytail. It's because that's like the literally the only song they have that has any like electric guitar in it. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, right, right. We're getting through these so quick. Okay, next one. Oh, I know this one. What's it called? La la la. <laughs> yep. If there's like two oh on that God. album that sound similar, I was trying to think which one it was. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, we've got how many have I got more? We've got one, two, three, four, five, minus minus two. Yeah, okay, we've we've got three left. Um I mean these are all taking way like way less time than I anticipated. Okay. <laughs> Next one. I can't stop me. 
I'm like crying. I can't type pause quick enough. You're getting them literally quicker than it takes me to type a five-letter word. That was okay. like the last title track for their like f- last album. So, oh my God. Okay, uh, these are these are all the all these context clues that I just I'm not privy to. I do not understand. I can do this with anyone straight up. Like I could maybe <laughs> guess people's things, but I wouldn't be able to tell you why. Like I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, this is their Japanese one, or like that's the only one with an electric guitar. Wow, yeah, it's Taylor Swift, surely. No, there's like there's easily Taylor Swift songs that I don't know. Like, me at least like an album and a half. You know, shocking, but I definitely couldn't. I, I could do that. it probably with like her last like six albums. I mean, that's a, probably quite a, a fair amount to be honest. <laughs> Maybe I'll get Holly on and do Taylor Swift songs with her. But I don't think the artists don't even have like six albums worth of songs to compare in the first place. That is very true. That is very true. Okay, but I'm going to take that as a win for myself then. (laughs) I'll do that one week on the Hub Show. Okay. Um, This is the fourth to last, I think. Get loud. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Again, that was quicker than I could type. Okay. Um, Third to last. This is another music video, so it might um, have some chat at the beginning, but... Fancy. That was instant. Yeah, that, that, is, that was the first Twice song that I ever listened to. Really? Well... Yeah, I also played it on the show thing. before this. Oh my god, that's crazy. Well, they, the, the listeners get to hear it twice. Or, well, they get to hear two seconds of it twice. Oh, twice. Wow. See what I'm doing there? Didn't even mean it. Okay, our what well, is this the second to last now? Queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I really I I've listened to that one a lot actually. Okay, right. We're on our last one now. Right, I really tried to pick some like old obscure ones here, obscure according to my non-existent knowledge of Twice as a discography. But so I mean, you've not got any wrong. <laughs> so this is truly. An impressive, an impressive show. Okay, the last song. Can you get ten for ten? Let's see. Love line. Yay! Yes. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, that's insane. <laughs> literally 10 i mean i wish i timed how long actually do you know i can tell you right now how long i would say that probably was the longest one and that took you 12 seconds <laughs> so <laughs> i'll say like just like one, by coincidence you just happen to have picked ones i listened to quite a lot that is a weird coincidence i mean i don't know how i could i wish i could somehow coordinate like based on ones that you don't listen to much but then it would require you telling me yeah ones i guess that you listen to a lot I feel so like I their very it. first album I don't listen to at all, really. You know, I think I picked like one or two from that. Oh no, that uh, one to t- that, oh, it was it's called one to ten, not one to once. <laughs> no uh, wonder, <laughs> no wonder Groovy didn't play it for me. Oh, that's well, that also like one. their third album as well. Oh god, this is so confusing. What's their what's their first album? Uh, I think it's called The Story Begins. Oh, I see. I didn't even see this. Wow. Wait, I'll do it right. This is a bonus round. I'll just pick at random any song from this. 
and see if you can get it within like 30 seconds. Um, okay. I think this is the one where I start to forget what the actual title of the song is. Okay, right. Well, this is a bonus one then. This is worth five extra points. <laughs> this one song, if you could get this one right. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's go. Oh, this is Candy Boy. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Again, you just picked the one, the one song from that album that I actually quite like. That's Right, that is some telepathic connection or something, because I'm just picking random things from these albums. I'm just looking at song titles and picking the first one that pops out at me. So maybe we just have the same like intuitive sense of songs on albums, if that's a thing. Yeah, I was well, thinking that... that this might one might come out just because it has like a funny kind of name. <laughs> I was just picking one. Yeah, I was literally just picking ones that were like fun to type in. Like I don't know how to type in like they're the top. The first song on this album is called "Like Ooh Ah." <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to type that into Groovy. I'm not going to make make Groovy play that for us. <laughs> but maybe maybe I should have gone for that. Oh well, that is very impressive. If we're counting that one as five points, then you get fifteen out of fifteen. Wow. If we're not, then you're getting eleven out of eleven. So, um, if you're listening at home, round of applause for Michael's incredible twice <laughs> opening skills. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good skill to have, but. I mean, it's a skill. Like it's probably more skills than I have. I'd say it was, I was really expecting to not. I didn't think I would get ten. I thought it would maybe. I thought that like like I mean I don't know. I obviously I guess I, I underestimated your knowledge of Twice songs, but I at least thought like even if you did get them all right, it would have maybe taken a bit longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all so quick. Oh my god, that is nuts. That is nuts. Well, yeah. Thank you, Michael, for doing this K-pop hour for the show, and thank you for coming on for this game. Um, I am honestly flabbergasted. I don't even know what to say. I'm very, very impressed <laughs> by your skills. Um, so yeah, I suppose um, to the listener, we will leave you back to the second half of Michael's K-pop hour. Yes, I think the next song coming up is one of my favourite Twice B-sides, actually, called Precious Love from the second album. So sorry. Please come back.
So yeah, that's definitely one of my favourite Twice B-sides. I think it just shows off all the members pretty well. Um, it has, definitely has one of the fairer line distributions. And if you spent any time reading the reading the woes of other K-pop stands, you'll come to realise how important a fair line distribution is. Which might be a bit of a strange concept. So basically, you know, everyone wants like each member to get like equal amount of lines because no one member is allowed to like shine more than the others basically so there's lots of arguments about you know oh this member she gets 40 seconds but this one member only gets two seconds and stuff like that so it's very interesting kind of place it's a very interesting discourse that you don't really see in any other kind of music sphere i don't think this is fresh air so I guess the next group, the next of the big three, is Luna, and I would think they possibly have the most criticisms about line distribution that I've ever seen, especially in the songs that I'm going to play. But yeah, I think the thing with Luna is actually, I knew about them before I knew about any other K-pop group, even Blackpink, just because the Stan Luna viral moment back in like 2017 was just impossible to escape from. I kind of knew about them before I even listened to them. So I guess I always figured that they would be the first group that I got into, but I actually didn't end up being that way. Although I came around to them eventually. So the thing with Luna is that they actually debuted each of their members individually over the course of like 18 months. So their name of their the name of the group in English is Luna, but in Korean it's Idalia Sonia, which means Girl of the Month. So basically, each month they would have a new single album for each of their members that would have usually like a title track and then one or two B-sides that might uh, might have some of the other members on them. So that lasted about like 2016 to 2018 and in between that they also sort of like had different subunits. So the first one was like Luna One Third, which had like the first four members of Luna. Then there was Odd Eye Circle, which had uh, the next three. Then there was YY by Y, which had the last four. And then there was one uh, Yojin, <clears throat> actually wasn't in any of the subgroups, subunits, apparently because she was doing very bad in school at the time and didn't, <laughs> she wasn't, wasn't allowed by the company to be in a subunit, basically. So after all the members had debuted, they debuted finally as like a full 12-member group um, with Hi Hi, which is one of my favourite K-pop songs ever, of which that's one I'm going to play. But... There is a big distinction, I guess, between people that were there for like the pre-debut um, period and those that came afterwards. And also, just a lot of discussion about which subunit is the best. I think a lot of people came in through Odd Eye Circle because that was kind of the moment when the Stan Luna stuff started happening, like, a lot. But I would think my favourite subunit is actually Luna One Third. There's just something very, like, kind of, like, peaceful and tranquil and, like... It's not like, I guess, I don't get that kind of vibe from anything else I listen to, so I like it because it just, like, provides that mood that I don't get anywhere else. 
So the criticisms of the line distribution in High High are quite uh, well known, I guess, because <clears throat> there's one member, Hassel, who only gets one second. It's literally just one word out of this like three minute song, which I normally don't care about line distribution arguments that much, but especially considering she has one of the best voices in the whole group. She is like classically trained and does opera and stuff, so I don't know why she only got one second. That's like it's complete just a waste of talent in my opinion. But the rest of this, the song in general is just very, very good. It was one of the first ones I listened to um, along with Kill This Love before I even really got into K-pop properly. So after High High, I will also play one of my favourite Luna one-third songs, Sonatine, which I think is very different to everything else I'll play today. And I think hopefully you can see that it's just very sort of like, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it other than it's just very... Just very like beautiful and pristine and like it's like a crystal. That's how I only way I can describe some of Luna One Third's music. It's just very precious. And I realize this has been a quite a whirlwind tour through K-pop, but hopefully you've got an idea of kind of like some of the diversity of the. You know, it's not like just like one thing. It's quite a diverse sound, and also some of the it's just strange and bizarre discourses that go on. So I'll leave you now with the lovely voices of Luna. Now it's been a long day. I have a thing to say. You're so mad. I'm sure.
So thank you so much to Michael for that incredible hour on K-pop music there. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed and learned a lot about K-pop. Um, I know I certainly did. Um, and now back to our top 10, the number two and the number one tracks I will be playing now to round out the show. Um, and coming in at number two is a track, maybe surprisingly, by Aretha Franklin. Um, so I think this one is maybe technically a little bit of a cheat since it's obviously not really new music, but um, is, I guess, a re-release as part of a new Greatest Hits compilation called The Glory of Aretha in 1980-2014, which was released on the 18th of February. I obviously don't really need to go into detail about Aretha Franklin. She is one of the best and one of the most successful, one of the most famous singers of all time. She is the Queen of Soul. Um, this song is an absolute classic and a real banger. Um, this was originally released in 1991 by Clavellas & Cole. I'm going to refer to them here after as C&C because that's how they refer to themselves on the song, um, who were huge record producers in the 80s and 90s. Um, and then this version was covered and released by Aretha in 1994. And it was
was also produced and mixed by the, the duo CNC. So this is the CNC radio mix. This is A Deeper Love by Aretha Franklin. This is our number two this week. there this week was Aretha Franklin with the A Deeper Love C&C Radio Mix, um, which as I say is a little bit of a cheat but technically kind of a re-release that came out on the 18th of February of a new Greatest Hits album. Now uh, the moment you've all been waiting for, our number one this week, um, comes from the incredible Cloud Nothings um, and as I always do before the number one I'm going to be plugging the Fresh Air News newsletter um, because it's really incredible, it is such a highlight of my week every Friday at 5pm waiting to see it in my email inbox. Um, and for those of you who have maybe not listened to the Hub Show this semester, um, the reason that I'm plugging it is because the, there is a part that I contribute to the newsletter and that is our top track every single week. I write a little bit about um, and that is released like a week before the Hub Show. So if you want to find out what the number one is before the Hub Show comes out, um, go and subscribe to the newsletter. But also for the incredible range of content that's in it, um, Finn, our assistant station manager, has positive news. Um, 
there's things like pop culture roundout roundups. There's actually even a new column um, now, an agony aunt column. I think agony Audrey is what it's called. So also maybe if you have any problems that you want an agony aunt to deal with, then you could totally send them in. But yeah, if you go to the Fresh Air News Twitter, which is at Fresh Air News, I think their pinned tweet is a sign up for a MailChimp. So you will get that sent to you every single Friday. And it is really incredible. I absolutely love seeing it. And yeah, so um, what I'm about to say about this track is basically sort of a summarised version of what I wrote in the newsletter. So if you would like to find a little bit more about this track, you can go and see the newsletter from last week. And if you want to find out more about what our track is going to be next week, then um, definitely go and subscribe to that as well. So um, yeah, as I said, our track this week is the song Nothing Without You by Cloud Nothings. Um, it's taken from their newest album, The Shadow I Remember, which was released on February 26th. Again, what an amazing day for music. Um, Cloud Nothings are sort of an indie punk rock band. Um, uh, they, this, is their 20, this is their first release in 2021. It's their seventh studio album. It's called The Shadow I Remember, like I said. Um, and this song is the third single off of it. I think this song is a really sort of classic, nostalgic sound. Um, it's really that sort of sort of old emo type style that you just sort of want to like bop your head and dance around your room a little bit. Um, Cloud Nothings are really interesting. They were actually originally not even a real band. So Dylan Baldy, who's like the lead singer of Cloud Nothings, had all these bands set up on different MySpace pages. They were fake bands for him to like release sort of his own music and sort of experiment with different sounds. Um, and the ones that he was uploading to the Cloud Nothings one, that this was the fake band name, um, sort of got a, like were attracted attention from a local like I think scout who was like please come and play a gig and so then Dilly Baldy was like oh my god I have to go find a real band and that is literally how Cloud Nothings were formed which I think is one of the best like origin stories for a band I've ever heard um yeah they've they've you know received critical acclaim on their releases since um, and they have a good like a, a dedicated fan base so yeah um this record, like this album, was written entirely during lockdown. It was produced by Steve Albini, who produced their 2012 album, Attack on Memory, which I think is like their most respected and like sort of fan favourite, um, one of those releases. So yeah, um, this is a really, really, really great track. Um, it has backing vocals from Macy Stewart because Dylan Baldy couldn't sing the chorus that he wrote um, like high enough. So yeah, it's like a nice sort of change in pace. Their sound is usually quite self-contained. Um, so it's nice to see them sort of bringing in like other people. Um, and I think it really served this song really well. So yeah, this is our number one track this week. Um, thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you next week, hopefully with Tom this time. Um, and yeah, and thank you again to Michael for sending in his incredible K-pop hour. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, this is our number one track this week. This is Cloud Nothings with Nothing Without You. Find another alone that I need 
Strength to care. 